You're listening to Sarah Picking Entertainment. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading another episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry, and I'm excited to be recording this episode today. It's been a few weeks since I last recorded a podcast episode for the show. Last weekend, I was out in Austin, Texas for the Austin Film Festival. It's such a great time being down there with other creatives, other writers, filmmakers. You really feel as if your soul gets filled by the time you leave that conference. It's just a great networking opportunity. I love screenwriting. It's something that I'm passionate about in my free time. And the Awesome Film Festival is a cool place for other writers to go. I've never experienced anything like it, anything else like it, where you are immersed in the filmmaking world for four or five days. And it's just such a nurturing environment. I enjoy it every year. This is my second year that I've been, and it's kind of becoming like an annual uh, vacation or an annual trip for me. So I had a great time. If you're interested in the Awesome Film Festival, I recorded a cool podcast on my other show called the Everything Else Podcast that you can find through my website. And there's an episode there that chronicles my journey to the 28th annual Awesome Film Festival. I recommend you you listen to it if you are interested in that type of thing. Again, it was a great time. Met up with some old friends, made some new ones, networked like crazy, got very little sleep because it's a lot of activity. There's a lot of parties. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a, it's really a lot of fun. But while I was gone, I did manage to watch some football uh, where I could, some college football. And then also, I've been glued to the World Series. The Phillies have a 2-1 to one lead over the Houston Astros in the World Series. The Phillies have been fun to watch this postseason. It's been a bright spot in the city for sure. You've got the Phillies playing really well. You've got the Philadelphia Union. The MLS soccer team is, is doing extremely well. They are in the championships right now. So one way or the other, there's going to be hopefully a couple champions in Philly this uh, this fall you also got the eagles who are undefeated right now seven and zero. so it is a fantastic time to be a resident of this great city philadelphia right now it's it's just been amazing to watch from a sports going experience i wasn't able to get any tickets to the world series i wish i i did i entered into the lottery but my number didn't get pulled and i'm excited for philly honestly i mean i'm a cubs fan I'm from the Chicagoland area. Also enjoyed watching the Padres this season as well. They've got a soft spot in my heart. I lived out there for a brief period of time and was f- friends with a lot of the folks that worked for the Padres in their uh, on their sales team. A lot of young guys, a lot of young guys and girls. But I've been thrilled to see the Phillies just do work in the off season. So I'm excited. I'm hoping that they can finish this thing off, win a World Series for the city. Just another experience, another moment in my history here in Philly that I will cherish, if, even if they don't win. I mean, this has been exciting. So it's been busy. Uh, needless to say, I've been extremely busy. But 
let's just dive right in. Thank you for downloading this show. Let me share with you my week 10 top five locks. We'll start in the ACC. I'm taking Duke over BC. So Duke has looked good this season while BC has not. It's just that simple. Of the three games that Duke has lost this season, they were on average within 4.6 points of a victory. Their best win of the season may have been against Miami a couple weeks ago. In that game, the Blue Devils embarrassed the U by a score of 45-21. to Duke had lost the previous two matchups against Miami, so this certainly was a good win just to boost morale. That's a good, good win against Miami, who is known for football, or they were at least. BC, on the other hand, they're going backwards. They've lost the last four of five games, including the embarrassing loss to UConn this past weekend by a score of 13-3. to I mean, BC didn't even show up for that game. I'm expecting a blowout victory for Duke this weekend, which will make them bowl eligible, which would be the first time that's happened for this program since 2018 when longtime head coach David Cutcliffe was the head coach. This would be a huge accomplishment for first-year head coach Mike Elko and his Blue Devils program. Again, they were within a touchdown. So had they scored another touchdown in those games that they had lost, they might be undefeated. And we might be talking about Duke in the college football playoffs. I mean, it was really that close. So great season so far for the Duke Blue Devils. I think they'll get a pretty easy win against BC this weekend. In the Big Ten, I'm taking Ohio State over Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team! Northwestern. This is not going to be pretty, folks. Ohio State scores the second most points in college football at 48.9 points per game. Northwestern's defense allows 28.8 points per game. The current line has the Buckeyes favored by 38 points. This is going to be a real bad game for Northwestern. I wouldn't doubt if C.J. Stroud had five touchdowns in this game before halftime. I'm, I'm serious. So Ohio State over Northwestern. In the Big 12, I'm taking TCU over Texas Tech. TCU has looked good this entire season en route to an undefeated record. The Horned Frogs are one of the most consistent teams in the Big 12. However, the disrespect from the college football playoff selection committee has been laughable. Last night, the first set of college football playoff rankings were unveiled, and TCU was ranked 7th. Alabama, who has one loss, is ranked ahead of TCU at number 6. The reaction on Twitter, as you would imagine, was pretty fierce. Let's take a live look in to the reaction on Twitter right now. So we've got Joel Klatt on Twitter. He said, so TCU football has two wins that are better than any win Clemson has. Clemson football is not a bad football team, but TCU got snubbed by brand bias. If Texas or OU had the same exact resume as TCU, they would be no lower than four in the college football playoff ranking. Then we've got Clemson at four, but TCU at seven is exactly why the committee has no credibility. TCU has objectively played a tougher schedule and has a stronger strength of record, yet one team is top four and one is on the outside looking in. The college football world is begging for consistency. And that was from Baba Frog on Twitter. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Adam Rittenberg. Ridiculous that TCU is 7. Committee's love affair with Alabama continues. Then we've got a tweet from Reddit College Football. They tweeted this on October 29th. So they were forward thinking with this tweet. TCU is now 8-0, has multiple ranked wins on their resume, and looks great heading into the first college football playoff ranking next week. Going to be devastating when the committee drops them from 3rd and playoff bound to 6th after a 50-plus point win later this season. So a little foreshadowing there by Reddit College Football. Let's see what else we got here. Mac Engel says TCU ranked 7th in the first college football playoff poll, was expecting 17th. 
there is no bigger scam in sports than college football. If, if it's Texas or Oklahoma at 8-0, they're fifth. So, I mean, that's just a live look in on Twitter. You can continue on. You could go down that little wormhole if you if you would like. But TCU gets snubbed. I think they're going to be playing for respect. I think they're going to try to play themselves into the playoffs the rest of the way, especially being disrespected at seven like that. I think they'll get a victory over Texas Tech, and they'll continue to stay unbeaten. Honestly, at seventh ranking, while it hurts and it's disrespectful to a team that's undefeated, especially when you look at Alabama, who's ranked higher than TCU. Granted, you could say strength of schedule for Alabama is tougher than TCU. Whatever you want to say to support Alabama being where they are, that's fine. TCU has an opportunity to play themselves into the playoffs. They just have to kind of wait and see what happens with the teams that are ranked 1-6 to because some of those teams will play each other. There'll be some fallout, and TCU should slip right in to the mix. So they're not out of the playoffs by any means. They are in a good spot, but it is kind of perplexing to see them on the outside looking in, especially when they're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team outside the top six. So that's a little crazy. But in the Big 12, TCU over Texas Tech. In the Pac-12, I'm taking Utah over Arizona. I like Utah over Arizona in this game. Utah's offense has been a lot of fun to watch. Keep an eye out for Utes tight end Dalton Kincaid in this matchup. He's been quarterback Cameron Rising's favorite target, hauling in seven receiving touchdowns this season, which is tied for the most receiving touchdowns in the conference. So Utah over Arizona in the Pac-12. And in the SEC, I'm taking Mississippi State over Auburn. I like Mississippi State over an underachieving Auburn program who just fired its head coach. Now, I'm sure you you probably heard about this news, and if, if you haven't, I'll just share a little bit of that news. Auburn decided to fire football coach Brian Harson after less than two seasons on the job. This, the decision came just before the school named a new athletic director in John Cohen, who was a former Mississippi State AD. Harson's firing also came less than 48 hours after the Tigers lost to Arkansas at home by two touchdowns. So the team dropped to 3-5, and five, and they are in serious danger of missing out on a bowl game for the first time since 2012. Running backs coach Carnell Cadillac-Williams, he'll serve as the interim coach at Auburn. He's in his fourth season with the program. You remember him back in the day. He was a beast. He was a beast at running back for that program. But for Harson, his tenure ends at Auburn with a 9-12 and 12 record. And there's a statement by the president Christopher Roberts, and it reads, and I quote, Auburn University has decided to make a change in the leadership of Auburn University football program. President Roberts made the decision after a thorough review and evaluation of all aspects of the football program. Auburn will begin an immediate search for a coach that will return the Auburn program to a place where it's consistently competing at the highest levels and representing the winning tradition that is Auburn football, end quote. So per the terms of his contract, Harson will be owed $15.5 million in a buyout with 50% due within 30 days and the remaining half in four installments. If you recall, two years ago, the school decided to pay $21.7 million to buy out Gus Malzahn, who had gone 68 and 34 in eight seasons. It seems pretty ridiculous that you hire a coach that is supposed to be your guy that you see can turn a program around and you give him less than two seasons. I mean, that's ridiculous, but I will say for these coaches getting fired early, it's like you won the little lotto. I mean, taking home $15.5 million, that's insane. And you just coached less than two seasons. I would think 
you would need like four or five seasons. We've seen what Nebraska did with Scott Frost. They gave him about five seasons. He wasn't the guy. We all saw it clear as day that he was not the guy for that program, so they moved on. But to fire a coach and then pay all that money, I mean, there is a lot of money in college football, as we can see by some of these buyouts that are ridiculous. I don't know where Auburn will go from here. I personally think that Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, might be a good fit there. Sure, the stakes are high in the SEC. It's super competitive. Football means everything. But Coach Prime, I could see him in the South. I see him as a coach in the SEC, ACC. I see him as a head coach. I see him being successful. I could see him in an Auburn fit on that sideline next season. I really could. Now, does he want to uproot what he's done in the FCS level? He's going to be a hot name that you hear in college football uh, this this offseason for sure. There's a lot of pressure in the SEC, but I feel like Coach Prime is somebody that likes to step up to challenges. I could see him there, honestly, if he wants it, if there's mutual interest. That could be a lot of fun. But we will have to see what they do there. Good luck to Coach uh, Coach Carnell Williams, and we'll see what he can do the rest of the way. But for this weekend, I think that they are going to lose, and I think Mississippi State beats them pretty good. So there we have it. Those are my top five locks within the Power Five conferences. Let me run that back for you one more time. In the ACC, I'm taking Duke over BC. In the Big Ten, Ohio State over Northwestern. In the Big 12, TCU over Texas Tech. In the Pac-12, Utah over Arizona. And in the SEC, Mississippi State over Auburn. So there we have it for my top five locks for this week. After a quick timeout, I will share with you the top six teams that are in the college football playoffs for the first of six rankings. Don't go anywhere. Cherry Pick a Podcast. We'll be right back. Basketball is back. And with that comes joy, tension, heartbreak, buzzer beaters, and elation. It's time to be courtside for every one of those moments, no matter where your team is playing. Short Courts specializes in making replica and custom basketball courts for your home, office, sports cave to decorate your walls with all those memories. If you have a picture, we can recreate it. Featured in the 2021 UniWatch Holiday Gift Guide, Short Courts are made using real wood, we frame, and give them an epoxy finish to protect the new centerpiece of your memorabilia collection. With previous customers including Northern Kentucky University, Southern Utah University, 199 Apparel, The Perimeter Podcast with Adam Morrison, and many more celebrating the careers and retirements of their coaches, it's time you visit shortcourts.com for more info and a gallery of our work, or you can send us an email, info at shortcourts.com. Be sure to find us on social media, just search for shortcourts. It's time to bring the home court home. Want to know what life is really like after the game is all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts, join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. So, the first of six rankings to determine the teams will make it into the college football playoff were released on Tuesday night. So, I will unveil the rankings for you. The first six teams 
We got at number one, Tennessee. At number two, Ohio State. Number three, Georgia. At number four, Clemson. At number five, Michigan. And at number six, Alabama. So we've got three teams represented from the SEC, two teams from the Big Ten, and one team, Clemson, from the ACC. So the usual suspects, the usual conferences are in the college football playoff initial rankings, and you see how it falls. And so I'll just share with you my thoughts on the teams that are in the best position to make it to the playoffs. So in the case of Tennessee, they've impressed all season, especially when you consider they've beaten five ranked teams. Yes, that's right. They've beaten five ranked teams. That's crazy. And they've got another ranked team coming up this weekend against number three ranked Georgia. So another big test. If they can win that game, they should realistically coast the rest of the season. Those remaining teams have a 12-12 and record combined on its schedule. So if they beat Georgia this weekend and they lose in the SEC championship game, I still think Tennessee has done enough to earn a spot in the playoffs. Even if Tennessee loses this weekend and let's say keeps it close, they will most likely fall at worst to number six in the rankings and they would still be in a prime position to slide right into the playoffs. At any rate, Tennessee is probably in the best possible spot where they are right now at number one. It could go a lot of different ways, but I think Tennessee, they've done enough that they can make it to the playoffs. I truly believe that. Then if we look at the Big Ten teams, Ohio State and Michigan, Those teams have looked good this season. They've dominated the respective schedules to remain unbeaten, and they most likely won't face another true test again until they meet each other on November 26th for their annual showdown at the end of the season. However, we look at Michigan, in their case, they will need to face a red-hot Illinois team the weekend before the Ohio State matchup, but let's just say for the case of this discussion that Michigan beats the Illini, okay? So they beat Illinois, And then that matchup against Ohio State will be huge for both of those teams, Ohio State and Michigan, considering that they're still undefeated at that point. A loss by either of those teams will most likely drop them out of the playoff discussion, especially if TCU can remain unbeaten the rest of the way. Now, I say that because I think in the case of Michigan, they're already at number five. If they were to lose, they would drop out for sure. If you look at Ohio State, they're at number two. So it's conceivable that maybe they dip towards the the fringe of the playoff, maybe at number five or maybe at number six. They have looked great. They've looked explosive on offense. Their defense has been playing really well. But I'm not sure if it will be enough, especially if you consider TCU could potentially still be undefeated. And then we haven't even talked about any of the Pac-12 teams that are in the, the discussion. So... Ohio State is in a better position than Michigan, but somebody's going to need to win that game. Whoever wins that game will remain in the playoffs. Whoever loses will most likely be out, is is my guess. If we look at Georgia, they've got a tougher road to go the rest of the way. They face number one Tennessee this weekend, followed by a trip to Mississippi State. Then they go on the road again the following week to Kentucky. So Georgia will definitely be on upset watch the rest of the way because Mississippi State and Kentucky can play up. They can play up. They can upset some teams. So Georgia doesn't have an easy road to go, but it helps if they can beat Tennessee this weekend, number one ranked. That's a great win on the resume if they can get it. If they lose this week against Tennessee, they are most likely out of the playoff discussion, in my opinion. Bama, another team out of the SEC, they've got a tough road to go down as well. 
They got back-to-back road trips scheduled against ranked teams in LSU and Ole Miss. If they can remain unbeaten, they will move up through the attrition from the other teams I mentioned, who are currently ranked 1 through 5. They are in a good position to climb up in the rankings, but they will need to finish the job and get wins the rest of the way. If they lose a game along the way at all, they are most likely eliminated from the college football playoff discussion. And this is a a really interesting position that Alabama is in. We haven't really seen them on the outside playing their way in. So Bama has a shot to make it to the playoffs through attrition. They, They could get there. They just have to win out. TCU is in the same boat. They are at number seven. Teams are going to fall ranked one through six. So they have to do their job. They have to win games in the Big 12 to stay in the hunt, to stay in the conversation. So it's uh, not outside the realm of possibility that TCU can make it to the playoffs. And then you've also got some Pac-12 teams that might be in the mix as well. And then let's not forget about Clemson. They're ranked number four on this week's list. I honestly do not believe Clemson will face another test this season. I think they will go the distance and they will represent the Atlantic division of the ACC in the conference championship game. They will most likely play North Carolina. Now, if North Carolina can still continue to play at a high level and continue winning out, that might be a test at the end of the season. I think it will be unlikely that they will clip Clemson on the Tigers route to going to the playoffs this season, but stranger things have been known to happen. Clemson has a pretty good path right now. They need to continue winning out and they need to win convincingly in their remaining games. And I think they will be assured a spot in the playoffs. Right now, it's looking pretty good for for Tennessee, I would say. They're in the most ideal position. And that's quite the turnaround for a program that was written off as dead a few seasons ago. That it had hit rock bottom. So you got to give a shout out to Josh Heupel. You got to give a shout out to Tennessee and those volunteers. They are looking really good right now. And they've got quite the resume to boast. If they can beat Georgia this weekend, they have probably written their ticket into the playoffs, in my opinion. So it's going to be a lot of fun the rest of the way. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're in week 10 of the season right now. Things are going to start to get a little hairy. (laughs) It's going to get a lot of fun the rest of the way. I'm excited to see how everything shakes out and how things play out and how the dust settles and who will be the last four teams remaining is anybody's guess at this point. But I cannot wait to watch college football week 10. I hope you can't either. I appreciate you listening to this podcast episode. I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the week, a good weekend. Go Phillies, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Peace. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.